Cardiac tamponade from pericarditis. The pericardium is a membrane surrounding the heart. It, it comprises an outer fibrous pericardium and an inner double-layered serous pericardium. Serous pericardium includes visceral layer and parietal layers separated by the pericardial cavity containing 15 to 50 milliliters of plasma ultrafiltrate in healthy people. Pericardial diseases present as acute or chronic pericarditis, pericardial effusion, and cardiac tamponade. Pericarditis is a common disorder caused by inflammation of the pericardium. Acute pericarditis was reported in 5% of patients admitted to the emergency department and 0.1 to 0.2% of hospitalized patients with non-ischemic chest pain. Patient pericarditis can be divided into non-constructive and constructive pericarditis. Pericarditis is commonly associated with pericardial effusion that can sometimes worsen to cardiac tamponade. Cardiac tamponade is a grave condition that happens after sudden or excessive accumulation of fluid in the pericardial space. The state restricts the appropriate filling of the cardiac chambers, disturb, disturbing normal hemodynamics and ultimately causing hypotension and cardiac arrest. Etiology The cause of pericarditis is mostly idiopathic, which makes up around 90% of cases. Other causes are infection caused by viruses, bacteria, and tuberculosis. Other causes could include neoplasms, a connective tissue disorder, renal failure, postmyocardial infarction, also known as Dressler syndrome, open heart surgery, also known as the postpericardiotomy syndrome, and drugs, especially procainamide and hydrazoline. Cardiac tamponade may be caused by the accumulation of pericardial fluid from either transudate, exudate, or blood. Slow accumulation, such as infections, such as tuberculosis or myocarditis, autoimmune diseases, neoplasms, uremia, and other inflammatory diseases are better tolerated than rapid accumulation as seen in hemorrhages, such as a penetrating wound to the heart, ventricular wall rupture after myocardial infarction, or following a pacemaker insertion complication. Epidemiology. Acute pericarditis was reported in 0.1 to 0.2% of hospitalized patients with non-ischemic chest pain. The prevalence of pericardial effusions is difficult to estimate because a good deal of it may not be clinically significant. The incidence of, or prevalence of pericardial effusions is estimated to be, to be around two cases per 10,000 population. There's an increased prevalence in HIV-positive patients, end-stage renal disease, occult malignancies, tuberculosis, autoimmune disease like lupus, or penetrating traumatic injury to the chest. Pathophysiology. Pathophysiology includes infections, autoimmune diseases, process, Dressler syndrome, post-pericardotomy syndrome, uremia, connective tissue disorder. Most cases are idiopathic, thought to be caused by triggering of the inflammatory process resulting in an inflammation of the pericardium, which causes pericarditis. Cardiac tamponade results from rapid filling of fluid within the pericardium, leading to compression of the chambers of the heart, further resulting in decreased venous return, ventricular filling, and decreased cardiac output. Pericarditis, autoimmune diseases, or neoplasms often result in slow-growing effusions, that over time become large before leading to cardiac tamponade type of picture. History and physical symptoms. Patients with pericarditis commonly present with sudden onset chest pain, which is pleuritic and classically improves when leaning forward or worsens when laying down. Patients with cardiac tamponade present with manifestations of cardiogenic or obstructive shock. They may endorse vague symptoms of chest pain, palpitations, 
shortness of breath, or more severe cases, dizziness, syncope, and altered mental status. They may also be present, present in pulseless electrical activity, cardiac arrest. Signs. The classic physical findings of cardiac tamponade include Beck's triad of hypotension, jugular vein distension, and muffled heart sounds. Pulsus paradoxus, which is a decrease in systolic blood pressure by more than 10 millimeters of mercury with inspiration, is an important physical exam finding that suggests a pericardial effusion is causing a pericardial tamponade. When fluid compresses the heart and impairs filling, the intraventricular septum bows toward the left ventricle during inspiration due to increased venous return to the right side of the heart. This further decreases the left ventricle space, leading to the decreased left ventricular preload and stroke volume. The challenge with making the diagnosis of tamponade with clinical signs alone is difficult since neither are specific or sensitive. Treatment or management. Acute pericarditis often responds to treating the underlying cause. High-dose non-sterile anti-inflammatory drugs with or without colchicine tapered down over weeks is the first-line treatment. High-dose aspirin should be used in post-myocardial infarction Dressler syndrome. The response is assessed clinically based on symptom relief. Corticosteroids are not recommended as first-line therapy in most patients as it can increase the risk of recurrent pericarditis. Patients with on the corticosteroid for recurrent pericarditis, steroid-sparing immunosuppressive agents may be considered. The treatment of cardiac tamponade is pericardial synthesis. During this procedure, a needle is advanced to the chest wall into the pericardium. The procedure may be done blindly or with guidance from ultrasonography or fluoroscopy. Hemodynamically unstable patients warrant the use of pericardial synthesis without imaging. Surgical drainage is required if the heart cannot be reached by a needle. Clotted, hemopericardium, intrapericardial bleeding, or thoracic conditions that make needle drainage difficult or ineffective. Definitive treatment to, to prevent further occurrence is achieved with a pericardial window, a surgical procedure performed by a cardiothoracic surgeon.